Several years ago, I had a dream about angels. In the dream, I was taken to the place where angels live. I came to a stone bridge, and there was a little chubby man standing at the foot of the bridge. This was an angel. Angels do not have wings. They look like regular men. He seemed to be the age of late 40s. And he said to me, Hello, Joan. And I replied, You know my name? And he said, Oh, everybody here knows you. Everyone here knows your name. We've been waiting for you a long time. When Pam and I were putting together the podcast and writing that we did about the medical report concerning her, we were in my bedroom, and I looked up briefly, and there was another open vision. And this time, what I saw was that stone-type bridge like they have in Scotland. And several angels were standing there at the foot of the bridge, dancing, rejoicing. And I knew they were rejoicing over the medical report where the cancer was gone from Pam's body. Another open vision, which I had in approximately 2004, was of a young man named David. He was 44 years old, had a wife and two children. His eldest child was junior high school, a male child, and his youngest child was eight-year-old girl. David had come to Lubbock, where I lived at the time, Lubbock, Texas, in West Texas, to change out some sound equipment for me. He was in the sound equipment business. He came over from East Texas, which is 600 miles from where I live, to bring the equipment and do the work. As David was leaving and walking out the back door of my house, he turned to me and came back where I was standing and said, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but they think I have ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. We are going to MD Anderson Hospital in Houston next week for tests. I was devastated. My bridge partner had just died of ALS. During the following weeks, I spoke by phone several times to David and mailed him biblical information. At one point in time, I told David something, and then he had to have an operation to allow him to learn to speak again. And he said he was so terrified when he started to go into the operation, but then he kept remembering what I'd said to him, which is, 
just ask God for help. When you're afraid, just ask God for help. And he said, I did ask him for help, and I wasn't afraid as I went into the operation. During that time, I was in close communication with David by phone and U.S. mail. They told David they expected him to live only about two more years. After that, David became totally paralyzed. And God gave me an open vision of David. I saw David healed and standing on a golf course. He played golf. And he was very happy and began waving to me, saying, Come on, come on, join me. It's great here. I knew God was showing me David would die. But I also knew God was showing me his spiritual condition was fine. In the vision, David was very happy, and things were wonderful for him. Shortly after God gave me this open vision of David and the information, a man named Clay came to Lubbock to visit me. Clay worked for David in the sound equipment business. Clay was a church person, and their church had been praying for David to be healed. Clay was so excited when I told him about the vision which was given to me by God. And Clay said, Don't you think that means David will live and be healed? I replied, No, David is dying, but his spiritual condition is very good. David died within a few days. And I sent a letter to David's wife and children showing them what God had shown me about David's spiritual condition. And I recommended that they read my letter at the funeral to encourage the other church members who were there. I did not go to the funeral. It was 600 miles from where I lived. In another open vision, and this one was in the period of time after I broke my hip and left wrist, I had fallen at my house in Texas. And on December the 6th, 2018, I was taken to the hospital. As I was in the hospital awaiting surgery, I had a very strange open vision. One of the women in our church group was standing at the foot of my hospital bed. She was just staring down at me. No words were spoken. And then all of a sudden she turned with her back toward me and walked through the wall into the adjacent room. I thought I was having a drug hallucination, for they had given me many drugs before the operation. After surgery, they put me into a rehabilitation hospital where I remained for the next two and a half months. 
During this time, the church woman that I'd had this vision of came to my room and sat down beside my bed and said, quote, I need to tell you this. I don't care about anyone or anything anymore. I no longer read the Bible or the blog, end quote. I said to her, but if you go this way, what is going to happen to you? She stood up and began walking past my bed toward the door to my private bath. She opened the door to the bath and entered into the bath and said, I don't want to talk to you about this. Close the door. And she disappeared into the bathroom and shut the door. At that same moment, a nurse entered my room. And I cried out, Don't leave until nurse finishes with me. For I knew I could convince her that those thoughts that caused her to say she didn't care about God anymore, I knew I could convince her that those were from devils. But while the nurse was working on me, I saw the bathroom door open and this woman snuck out of my room. So she left my room before I could tell her. John 8.44, Jesus says, He, the devil, was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. When the devil speaks to us, very often it's exactly opposite from what is going to happen. It's for sure a lie because he can't speak the truth. The devil had convinced this woman that she didn't care about anyone or anything anymore. But she had a little dog that she really loved. And by that, I could have shown her that she had taken lies from devils into her heart and what they said to her just was not true. She had believed devils and acted on what devils had said to her. Weeks later, she apologized and said she was sorry. She just had no charity at all towards me. I knew devils had spoken to her in this and brought great fear to her. She was afraid she would be stuck with caring for me after I was released from the hospital. And she was overwhelmed with this thought and couldn't do it. She had to get out of it. But God had me to move from Texas to Colorado to the home of Pam Padgett. And she was in charge of helping me, and even has a spiritual gift of helps. Sometimes you will think you're supposed to do something, and you'll think you're an assigned by God to do it, when you're not. I had a real estate woman that called me, and she wanted to put my house up for sale. She was a Jewish woman who was a Christian. 
and she said that God had told her she was assigned to sell my house in Texas after I moved to Colorado. I had already hired another realtor and signed a contract for him to handle the house before she called me. But concerning this vision, the person who had disappeared through the wall, I also realized that the vision was not a drug hallucination, but was really an open vision from God showing me that which this woman was going to do. After God gives you an open vision, and after the vision actually happens in real life, you know then that vision was from God. Now this woman is back again in our church group. When I attended the singles class at Word of Faith Church, which I once went to long ago, the teacher of that group always said, Does anyone have a word from the Lord? If so, you are free to share that word now. God often gave me open visions concerning those in the Bible class, and I always shared what God gave me. The teacher, he had his own Bible class on a Tuesday night, and he invited me to speak to the class. Before the class, he would lead singing. And as he was leading the singing, I began receiving from God open visions, and that wasn't at all unusual. Often I would receive open visions during the music session. But this time, one vision after another came. Until there were so many, I had to grab a piece of paper and jot them down so I would not forget them. There were 23 or 24 open visions that night. I don't recall speaking anything to the class that night except one by one all of those visions. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you.